This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Now it's time for Spiritual Learning with Priestess Lily. My radio show, Priestess Lily, Sacred Heart Healer, Space Holder, and Spiritual Life Coach. Hi, I'm Priestess Lily, and welcome. This radio show podcast I have created to help assist humanity rise the consciousness through connection, holding space for thought activating conversations with heart centered leaders wisdom keepers, and divine humans expanding into their authenticity and soul purpose. 2020. What did we really learn from her? Wow. Many people around me are saying, I can't wait to get rid of this year. And in some aspects, I totally agree. As at the start of this year, I said, This was the year that we are going to see a separation and a split of society and we will learn the word humanity, compassion and see people differently. And at the start of this year, I am sure not many people could see or even feel what I I was even talking about. That maybe... Right now, you have a different view to where you were at the start of the year and you are seeing it now. 2022 was the year where we were called within ourselves and asked to really reflect and do our work and our inner work so that we could start to change our outer world. And boy, oh boy, oh boy. Hasn't our outer world changed around us? 2020 was the year people were fully revealed. Shadow Collective and Fear ran through this nation on steroids. And many people chose the system over people. No one this year got out without really going within at some point. This was the year that people around us changed, whether that be our friendship, family, loved ones. Humanity was revealed and revered in its fullness. 2020 was the year of honouring ourselves deeper, our sovereignty, and was a year of endings for many. And that is the cycle of nature. Death, endings for the new to be born and birthed and given breath to. This was the year. There's been a lot to hold on to in our nervous system. And because of that, we have co-created a mass PSD, collective trauma. 
and we're looking for solutions in a world and a system that is running on a tight rope with really absolutely no real solutions, just an agenda. 2020 was the year of collective lessons and how they impacted us as a family, community, country, and we didn't listen to each other or really see each other. And we saw the shadow of the collective in full swing and all of its power and all of its control and its destruction in so many forms this year. For me personally, 2020, you were the year that activate, activated me so deeply to take responsibility and make changes in my life that were needed. For me to take full responsibility and I remember saying to myself, never again. I went with my husband on such an inner quest for freedom in all aspects of our life. We took responsibility to make my family fully resilient for the years to come that are still ahead of us. 2020 was the year that I, I really owned my worth and honoured my deep inner wisdom more fully and trusted more deeply in my guides to lead me to what I needed. 2020 was where my personal word was sovereignty. And even though many times I personally thought I'd learnt the lesson, it came back tenfold for a review. Time and time and time again. Where my right knee for the past few months was in so much pain as I physically was imbalanced in the two worlds, the physical world and the spiritual world. I was stuck in the in-between. And the right knee also is about pride and stubbornness. And the last half of this year, I've had a lot of that tenfold the last few months. 2020 was also the year I chose along with my husband to say never again. Never again were we going to, as parents, give away our power. Never again were we going to not hear each other and see each other in our own truth and respect each other's decisions. Never again were we going to do things that didn't align with our soul. And never again were we going to dishonor our wisdom. So what I've learned from this year, I see the collective consciousness has shifted beyond where it was at the start of 2021. And I'm so grateful for that. Many people are open to see each other, feel each other, while others are still contracting in a state of disillusion. Many people have seen and have understood the shadow collective energy but don't know what to do or how to take their full sovereignty and power back. Many people can see the overreach of our state controlling, impacting all New Zealanders and this beautiful country. When we take time to reflect on our individual lessons and what we have learned, we need to ask these four questions. What did 2022 teach us at a soul level? 
What would we do differently? What am I leaving behind? And a really important question as we move into 2023 to start deeply feeling into what is sacred to me that needs protected as I move forward. Because as much as we know this year was a storm and a teacup that hurt many of our fellow friends and families, we also know 2023 will be a redo. It's the year of the reckoning. And I'll talk more about 2023 in my next podcast of what's coming forward to prepare you. But she is going to be one hell of a ride. And me, you and we need to find compassion, strength and courage. Compassion does not mean that we need to become a doormat or indulge in emotional suffering or even manipulation or games from another person that may seek to play from a particular awareness and wounded state. It does not mean collapsing into sympathy and seeking to rescue another from their own choices and own experiences. Compassion is recognition of the power of all souls to co-create their own life and experience. Compassion is also about recognition of the struggle that the humankind can experience in the process of spiritual growth and a gentle, loving compassion for all humanity. Not from a position of spiritual arrogance, but from a position of kindness, generosity of spirit. Compassion aligns you back to your soul light, to your own spiritual power, and lifts you to freedom. Compassion in our heart now is here to help us free ourselves from judgment and back to our own wisdom, discernment, and peace. And we, the people, deserve no less. I want to share a poem with you that I wrote a few months ago. Within the fire, there is stillness. Within the rage, there is peace. Within the resentment, there is freedom. Within the motions, there is letting go. Peace and harmony coexists in the shadow and the light. And it is that that we have to feel into. Merry Christmas, everyone. And thank you. Thank you for following me, for your messages, for your courage, for showing up for yourself. 2022, thank you for all that you have offered us, for our spiritual growth that we have as a collective gone through this year. And thank you for all that you've taken from us. 2023, may you bring hope, love, and unity for all of us here. Merry Christmas. 
Oh my God. I know how much you loved last week's podcast. And we are just going to move into the final part of the conversation with Sylvia and Jax Hamilton. People are going to start to realize where have those people moved to? Where have they gone? How come I can't feel that energy anymore? It's not here. And this is what we're starting to really, really see now in our collective. I know so many light workers and you know, people like you, me, whatever we want to need to label ourselves as, moving away and being called to different parts of the parts of New Zealand and different parts of the world. And just through randomness, that's not random. We, we know that. <laughs> yeah. But like design. Yeah, because they don't want to be in cities because they can't survive in cities. They can't survive in Christchurch. As we, our frequency is changing, it's more noticeable. Yeah. Like I just feel suffocated. And I think you're right, that word suffocation. I know now, and I, this is 100%, if I had stayed in Christchurch, Spirit would have said, your job's done then. Mm. And I'd have been dead. I'd have been gone. I'd have been back into the system, back to the factory. Right, let's make a new version. Because I could feel it very quickly. And that was that word suffocation is exactly how I felt. I woke up one morning and I thought, and I loved my house, I loved my garden, I loved where I lived, but I loved that that version of that linear life. Yeah. But it wasn't real. Yeah. Because yeah. there's not been one morning I've woken up here and gone, oh, I really miss it. Because I haven't. Yeah. But one morning. Yeah. And I've noticed it more since, you know, obviously I've got a home in Picton and a home in Rangiora. When I'm in Picton, my heart, my energy just sings you know I'm under the water with the whales having some out the gate spiritual experiences but like that you know um I just go wow what the hell happened last night or oh my god that it's just next level when I'm back in Rangiora I my energy field comes clunky I can feel it. I feel suffocated. I feel contracted. I love Rangiora but I just I just where I live right now, there's subdivisions coming all around me and I just kind of go, my country life, my like soul house, my, you know, everything that I created is just getting smaller. Yeah. 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 And I am, and I am, I am so reassured that when I leave my house, I have the ocean to my right and the Alps to my back. Right. And I am so reassured by those Alps and those mountains and um, and the energy that I get from them that helps me really be in tune with my my ultimate purpose. And and I am lucky, not not lucky. That's not the right word. But because I have lived a lot of my life making decisions for myself, I don't find it hard to step into my courage um, at all. But mm. I, but but stepping into the light is cool. Is not is it's. I'm finding it harder because it's so big, it's so big, and um, sometimes it feels like it it will just like I'll just become the light, and then I'm like, whoa, whoa what do I do now? And I know that's not going to happen because it's it's a graduate thing. Buying this house was gradual. Knowing that it was right was gradual. Having conversations with her has been gradual. Like I used to say to people, yeah, you know. I bought this new house. She's a bit leaky. Come home and it would leak. I'll be like, ooh. 
The next day, oh, she's a bit leaky. And then Sylvie went, stop saying I'm leaky. Stop saying she was leaky. She didn't leak anymore. So, you know, it was like, oh, oh, right, okay. And then it became, oh, you know, like, okay, right, okay, okay, right, 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 right. Sort it out. Put tracks down. And here's the thing, and I want to tell you this, because everything happens for a reason. So when I was a child, and as you know, I grew up in a household that was really not very happy. But every school holidays, I'd be sent to Birmingham, which I suppose, if you're in Christchurch, it would start being sent to Timaru. I'd be sent to Birmingham, I'd spend my holidays with my Uncle Bill, my Auntie Milda and my cousin Debbie. And they had this little house in, in Birmingham that had an open fire and French doors. And I loved it there because being there was like being part of a family. There was always food and it was always warm and there was love. And I loved it there. But my mother used to make me feel bad about going there because I would come back and I'd put on weight and I'd be happy and I'd rosy cheeks and stuff. And she couldn't provide that in her own home. So she always made me feel like it was I was cheating on her. But she sent me there. But she was a narcissist, so we can't blame her for that. So one day I was here and I was scraping some chicken bones into the fire. And then oh, I was in my Uncle Bill's body. Oh, I was in that outside that fire in Birmingham oh, and I thought I bought a house in Birmingham that's where I bought this house is that home that made me feel so happy but I didn't even know that you know that real life oh my god this is that same home I've manifested it in my dream so I could be happy here so I could be homely here so I could look after myself here so now whenever I build the fire or I put anything in there I could think Uncle Bill my beautiful uncle who made me feel so happy who was a father I never had and I hadn't thought of him for 50 years but this house is like the beating heart of all that has been good and homely and wholehearted and where I can build the true essence of who I am so that I can help people out there build the true essence of who they are. Because I think we all go through life forgetting what was really real and trying to perpetrate what isn't real. And so this year has been a resurrection of all of those good things that have made me love life and be truly a good human. And ah. Oh, if I could do that for two people in the rest of my life, then I've done a good thing. And, you know, when I get to, let's call it heaven, I want to say to whoever's up there, let's say it's Oprah, right, smoking a cigar, or let's say Maya Angelou, right? So I get up there and I'm like, hello, Maya. And she's like, oh, child, you've done a good job. I want to say with all of the, right, so I want to say to her, Maya Angelou, Maya gave me all these gifts. I've used them up. I'm empty. I've made a better world, a better place. I've left a bit of a legacy. There may be a song about me. Give me my gin and tonic. Point me to my bloody um, cloud. I hope I'm sharing it with Michael Jackson or someone who's got a bit musical. That's what I want to do when I am finished. I want to be empty of the gifts that I was given to make the world a better place. That is all. And that doesn't, the world is not going to become a better place by the linear structure that we have run by men who don't care about children or women. That is not going to happen. It's going to happen with people like you saying, right, let's talk about this because people need to be aware. They need to start the journey today because the journey takes a long time. It's your own true mecca. It's how you get to become better at being better human. 
we're all born into humankind, which means we should be kind humans. I don't see a lot of that, but I feel a lot of it is available. How do we tap it? How do we get there? I love it. I think that's what we're here to find out. And I think it's through us moving more consciously into our chamber of our heart, into our soul purpose, and releasing ourselves from the structures and the pains of the conditioning of the ego, the collective, and actually really honouring ourselves. I think that's a starting point. I don't think it's all of it, but that's the first starting point. And I think you're yeah. doing it beautifully. As are you. And we we find each other through the network of the light, right? I met you eight years ago on a golf thing oh, that didn't work for either of us. And then I went to see my kinesiologist and she said, you need to see Priestess Lily. And I was like, oh, yeah. And then we connected. And then and the universe is like, Tick, right, I saw it, who's next? Rest, bring them in, right? So, and and I know from working at the fish and chip shop, I know there's work that I need to do there. Mm. I can feel it. And um, and I know they think, we don't know her well, but we like her. Why is she here? But they love me. Why? And I know I can not manipulate, but I can make things happen and leave a light on that they can all gather around and know that they can make it, the world a better place. Now, look, I'm not a prophet at all. <laughs> But I am I I am available. I know to you know like when I put like when I light a fire, there has to be some red embers in there for the next piece of wood to become hot. That's how I feel. I am. I am the embers. If you put a piece of wood by me, it gets its own embers. I can walk away. And it can have its own fire. You're the same, right? Okay, right. There's your little bit of fire. You'll be lovely. You're creating warmth around you. People will be attracted to that warmth. They will then do that. And I know that there are, here on the coast, there are lots and lots of women like us and wow. a few men like us as well. And I I kind of, I'm a single lady, right? And um, I, I thought, oh, I really would like, really would like to be in a relationship with a guy, you know, but I have, I have to be very careful because if I do say that, then what will happen is, you know, there'll be a knock at the door, hello, and I'll be like, oh, no. But I also recognise I'm just not ready for, the, and I know it's coming, that union of this amazing guy, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So the reason I'm saying that is because I think in our realm, there are sacrifices that need to be made. Mm -hmm. And um the biggest sacrifices I feel are really attached to the linear world that we hang on to. Oh, I've got to be in a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Well, if I don't have a relationship, people. And and I think that when you're talking to your listeners and they are considering this path, consider it openly and wholeheartedly. It's almost like becoming um, part of not a religion, but it's it's a, it's a bigger thing than that. Religion's a very small word, and it's very destructive in this in this um, in this universe. But we, you and I are part of that same religion. Lakshmi mm. right? mm. in, in Hokkatika, we're part of the same religion, right? I don't really know who. Jennifer, my um, kinesiologist, she's part of that same religion, whatever that is. But we're doing light work and making the world a better place via a spiritual connection. 
with and it's coming down from the you know it's it, it moves through us from the sky through our bodies and it earths us to the ground so like today i get this pull to my garden even in the rain oh yeah right okay right hello pumpkin i'm gonna put you in the ground now and you're gonna give me some pumpkins well like, oh and he goes where are you oh how are you doing how are you doing and in my garden so the first two trees i planted was an apple tree called eve and a fig tree called adam i love it you have to come lily i'm coming there's power in my garden. So in the early morning, I get up and even if it's raining, I make me coffee and I go out and I go, morning, Eve, because Eve's the first tree I always talk to. Come and how you doing? And I speak to Adam. And, and so we have these. And then and then all the trees in my garden will only bear food. There are no trees other than my grandfather, Panga, um, who's lords it over everything. Otherwise, there is all food. And we, as light givers, We'll all have our own version of what my garden is to me. You will have yours, and it might be, and it could be your podcast. But mine, with with my talents, as my talents grow, as my garden grows, how does your garden grow, right? Mine is in parallel with my garden. I know that so strongly. It's a becoming a massive part of who I am I feel the roots of it I feel the rain when it's drenched in it I feel the sun when it's baked in it I feel it when I cut some dill the other day and put it in my fish pie I feel it inside me it's really 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 strong goes very very deep it it, it encompasses many many generations and versions of who I have been in my nine lives and will we'll follow on. Mm-hmm. And I know that when my time is done, then the body will expire, but my spirit will continue because that's all that is. And I, and I, you know, this meat kind of sack that I'm carrying on, carrying around my spirit in, like, hello, whatever. Um, and that's what we connect with. Mm-hmm. What people, not sure what it is, but they like it. Do you know but, what I mean? Yeah, totally. Totally. I totally know what you mean. And I... Oh, my God. Do you know, so, oh, I love this conversation. I know we, I know we've talked for over an hour, but I, I just, yeah, we have. I just got to ask you one, I just got, I've got to ask you two more questions. So your Garden of Eden, how many more gifts do you think she has to, that you have to un, uncover? Well, so she's so she's at so it's quite a big piece of land. Mm. Um, and what I love about my garden is when I first arrived, I didn't know what I did. I had no visions for it. So what happens is I go out there and I something will go. Well, that can be there. I go okay. So here it's my garden is it's been landscaped, but it's, and it kind of looks a bit like that. But um, there there are many 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 many. Um, gifts within that space because ultimately um the garden is not just for me the garden is for everybody and within that the gifts will be become apparent because it's not just for me and the people that it attracts or recognize that they kind of come into the space and kind of go oh yeah and um so i don't have on that side of the road, I don't have any neighbours really, but on that side I do. So it's quite an open space and it's quite a long space. So I don't I don't really know because 
the, every every day something new happens and every day I'm given a message to do something a bit different or to understand something. So as much as I'm going and I'm doing the academic work, which I'm really enjoying, you know, soil pHs and pruning and pests and diseases and fertilisers and growing media, intuitively it's also going, we should do this and we should do that. And I, and I allow that to flow through me when I am in the space, when I my hands are in the dirt, when I am... Um, progressing towards the collective reason why it's there because it's not just for me and one day I will go and it will be there for purpose and I understand that so I don't really know how many more there are but the biggest thing is it's the biggest gift there ever has been to me and to this region and to this community and I don't think people realize how big it is because it's going to be huge like it is really huge. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah, it is. And I see part of I don't see it as just the garden. I see it as tinctures and pastes and stuff. I see it as, you know, cooking classes. I see it, but not cooking classes. I see it as um workshops, retreats in a space of great healing through conversations creating sacred space for conversations with women like healing yeah so I think it's multiple I think it's like not just this function it's multiple functions and I can do that so the other day I was interviewed by the Greymouth Star newspaper oh celebrity chefs come to Greymouth or what are you going to do and I told them what I was going to do and I said that I was going to have this this wellness space and she said oh so is it going to be are you going to um you know promote it on social media and I said no she said, what? And I said, no. I said, the people that are going to come are going to become because I've built it. It's not going to be about the blah. I've been there. It's going to be about being on a journey, coming there like a like a kind of, um, you know, like a, a mecca. And then it's part of that journey to make you a better place. It's not about coming with your girlfriends, getting pissed and then leaving. Uh-huh. It's never going to be that. So the people that need to find it, we'll just find it. And she said, well, do you, take, do you think that will work? And I was like, I don't even think it's going to work. It's really yeah. working. Like, child, you have no idea who I'm si- you're sitting with, sister. So I didn't say that, obviously, because you have to slip into the other world so you can be in part of this world. And I understand that. And also, she was only about eight. I don't know. Maybe she was, I don't know, 28. I don't know. But she was a very young-minded person. and um, And people are really hung up on believing in the social media aspects of making things successful as opposed to vibrationally energizing what you have and making it work in that way which I know I can do and not in an arrogant way but it's because like I know I've seen it I feel it and I can and I and I know that that's what it, it, it is so this this house and this garden were gifted to me they don't belong to me they're gifted to me for me to make them habitable for me to accept that you know your energy I've said to all of my friends this is a house only for women's energy until I can work out what I'm going to do with men's energy because men come and go oh she's really old you need to do this you need to do that I'm not having it and I also have a set of rules for Eden Eden's house rules where if you walk through the door you have to bring something that's growing and I plant it in the garden and then we all grow together if you don't bring something that's growing that you can't come so it, and, and and all of these things I didn't know would come out of my mouth until they come out of my mouth. My prayer by my door, I was walking out the door and I went, hold on, got my pen. 
right now it's now that it's, it's it properly greets people so i don't know what's going to happen in my life but when i hear the messages and i act on them that's all i'm a conduit for what is coming what is now and what has been oh. and i am so honored that i was chosen so rich as are you yeah love it love it so just before we end and close out because there's just this has just been such a delicious conversation what final words or wisdom would you like to share with the listeners that are sitting here just listened to you know an hour of your magnificence and your being and I just like morphed in you because I can feel you this is mass this is magical this is massive I don't actually think you realize how massive what you're creating sometimes I get scared for because everyone says well why me right and I don't say that but there are great things that happen in the world and a lot of things point arrows to me and you and people like us doing great things and what if you are that great person doing that great thing and that is quite scary because I'm a very humble person and even though you might think I'm talking quite egotistically now you know you know if imagine if you sat with Jesus now and he was like oh, I never thought it was going to major I mean I just put on my sandals when I didn't know it was going to be me I mean it's geezer isn't he so and I'm not saying that I am all-encompassing but I I know that with the gifts that I have I can do great things mm-hmm. I know that enough to be a signa female that I have been separated from a lot of other people, which has been very lonely. But actually, when I accept it, it actually makes me, it's very fulfilling. Let me just say, first of all, right, we were all born into the same contract. Doesn't matter who you are or where you were born or what religion you attach yourself to. Before any of that occurred, before there was genders, before there was anything like that, we were all born of a woman into humankind there's no question about that that means we should be kind humans right as soon as you start moving away from that you are starting to really um complicate the original contract so first of all find in you where that part of your contract is and see how healthy it is if you want to go and follow the light because you will know that you're a light person what you then have to do which is the really hard part is you need to get rid of all the dark and the shadows inside you you need to go inside and you need to go to those places where it's dark and dusty and shadowy and you need to push light in there because until you get rid of those places you will always question why they're there and what that means in terms of your linear position in the world Once you've done that, you will start to discover that your messages will come clear and you'll have an understanding of when you speak to yourself with your inner narrative versus when spirit comes to you. And when you know, like me, going to the garage sale and going, right, and then going, oh, I've got to have that clock, right? And and just buying it and bringing it home and thinking, oh, okay. You will know when your messages are clear and concise and help you to take you to the next phase of combined humanity and um, combined light life because that's the ultimate 
the ultimate isn't working for the tax office for 40 years, watching Married at First Sight UK and then being unhappy with your life. And then the doctor says you've got three months to live and you do all your living in three months. That is the McDonald's of life. It's not right. I mean, I can't really say any clearer than that because I think it can become quite frightening. And sometimes it frightens me. Like If I wake up in the middle of the night and there's someone sitting on the end of my bed and they say, you know what, doing a good job. And I'm like, right, okay, right, mate. All right, thank you. I've got to sleep now, right? And I say that to somebody at the chip shop, then like literally they're like, we need to sort her out. That's not a part of their world, but it's it's been part of the bigger world forever. Mm. It's, or if I say to Dawn, your brother's here and he's, he, he wants to know why you're not talking to him. That's a big jar. That's a jar on somebody. But that's part of the bigger world. It is. And the linear world doesn't work for anyone. If you go to a cinema and you watch a film where people resolve things by killing other people, that's not the way the world's supposed to be. We're supposed to sit down, talk, share food, and then love each other and then leave. But there is not a movie out there at the moment, even in Disney, where... The resolution isn't death. That's not right. It's mm. not right. I have loved talking to you. I've absolutely loved talking to you. And just when you were speaking, I just want to, there were so many rich things that you shared in this podcast. And just when you were speaking, I remember when you, when I first connected with you and, you know, we connected back about six months ago when you first bought the house might have been longer than six months and you'd only just moved in and you hadn't got the internet hooked up or like it was like I've just got the internet on today and there were boxes and stuff and just sitting here listening to you in reflection of um you grounding deeply into your garden of Eden and just into you Sister, you're a different person, and it is so magical to see you. It is so magical, magical to see you fully immersed in all aspects of yourself, and you've got so many big things to offer the world. And just thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your heart, your absolute heart, and your journey and story with the listeners, because I know that so many people will be will connect to this on oh, I hope so. multiple levels thank you so much lily thank you thank you for being the the key to what is going to open the door to so much like i could not do this if you were not here yes you would sister well i but, well, you're going but, to give you a kick up your ass no but the thing is what you got but, but listen I can go to the chip shop and talk like this and they're like, whatever. I can go to my class and talk like that and go, whatever. It's not about those things. It's about these connections that make things stronger. It's like holding things together. You know, you can get one piece of paper and it doesn't, it's, it's, it's nothing. But if you take it and you fold it and you fold it and you fold it, then it is something. It's the same paper. Mm. That's the strength in who, what we're doing and how we're getting that out there. That is the strength. And the coast, I think there are more women like this who are hiding mm. than they're not. And that's really important. And 
this this beautiful home, Eden for me is the at the heart of something really big and you know even as a child I read books about the end of the world like the stand by Stephen King or you know I read um you know Nora Roberts and you know book one blood and bone and about pandemics and end of worlds and 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 then you, there's always a person that builds the, the nucleus of something from years ago that they didn't realize they needed and I feel like that's me I feel like I am that person who is supposed to, you know, the other day I'm doing, carrying on my job, you know what I mean, getting stuff done. And then I get this email pop up and it was a guy and he was like, hi, I'm, I've been working on these, these um, seeds in the Whanganui and I really like to send you some. So I was like, oh, okay, send me some seeds. I didn't think it was real. And then he sent me all these seeds, all these amazing seeds, seeds for this, seeds for that, seeds for that. And I, all this package of seeds came and I was like, and he's what's that? That's for this, that's for this. Never heard from him again. Sent him back and I went, thank you so much. I'm so, you know, you were so generous. Never heard from him again. And those things happen to me a lot because I'm supposed to grow something that is supposed to be part of the new thing that's supposed to happen. And and I, and that that does frighten me because it's a it's a big thing to take on. But every single part of my life has led me to this space. Every single one. Every single one. Every single one. Isn't that just a magical puppet that you can't, like, I know that the same for me. When I say things to my husband and it comes true and he's just like, ah, ah. Isn't it just interesting? Isn't it just magical how it works? I don't even think it's magic. I think it's. Magic is a really good word, but um, when I think of magic, I think of creating something out of nothing that somebody thinks. It's more like miracles, I think. I think every day in my life there are, like today I know there'll be at least five miracles. And if I went to somebody and went, guess what happened? Do you know what I mean? Um, They'd be like, no. But I also think that if Jesus Christ turned up at the Vatican, knocked on the door, they'd be like, terrorist. I mean, who do you think you are? You're an unclean person. You haven't got socks on. Out you go. No jewelry. No. Do you know what I mean? Because we, and so it's like we have to consider our mindset today to what is happening today. We also have to consider who we are as people and our own, um, our own set of boundaries and moralistic code. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And then we, a lot of people carry a lot of trauma and feel a lot of things through trauma. That's what I'm saying to you and saying to your listeners. Within us all, there are things that we, you know, my therapist always says that in every person is a public person, a private person and a secret person. I'm, I am saying to everyone out there, go out and see what's in that secret person. And if there's things that you don't like, you need to sort that out because you can't be a light carrier if there's darkness in you. It's impossible absolutely impossible but you are responsible for those dark spaces within you you're responsible for those shadows you're responsible for those places where you don't go because it makes you feel a bit uncomfortable do you know what I mean like I can't do that or because you're never going to be a fully fully viable version of yourself unless those things have been dispelled at all because if you wake up in the morning like I did in December and somebody says sell your house you're going to go and ask everyone should I sell my house Mm -hmm. they'll say no based on their feelings, not yours, and you won't do it. Yeah. And then that will start the crumbling sensation inside you. 
Whereas I was like, yeah, I'm going to sell it. Everyone was like, don't do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it anyway. And I did. And then it's that questioning, head over heart, head, um, you know, um, mind, ego, what everyone else is filtering into you over your knowing, over your yeah. soul. When you allow this to lead, it's a different conversation. That's right. Which And, and that is, and, and everyone will do that through their own trauma. I've got here, and then the day came when the risk to remain tight in a bud was more painful than the risk it took to blossom. Ooh, That's what then happens. That's what then happens. You then become that tight bud. And if you look at a rose bush and a bud doesn't open, it just gets covered in insects and it just dies and dies and dies and it falls off. Whereas you look at a, a rose, what it does, it gets bigger, it opens, it opens, it gets a fragrance. And then what that does is a tactile memory for you for the next year. It lives on like a song. Mm. It lives on and on. But you have to be able to be strong enough to be that rose and to be confident in that rose and to be beautiful in that rose and to have to be able to make sure your ego doesn't take over because you are beautiful and you are fragrant and you are doing this thing and you carry on to the next year because the bud is not going to serve you. Mm. Just oh my God, sister. I absolutely love talking to you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh. You are such a wonder. You know, there are angels, Lily, and you are an angel. You've even got the name of an angel. And, you know, take all that into consideration because as much work as I've got to do, I think you've got just as much. Oh, yeah. When I connect to my work, I go, holy shit. We're just, you know, we're just, I'm just getting the wings. I'm just flapping. I'm just just starting to percolate and move into it. Yeah. And you say holy shit because the shit is holy. (laughs) the shit is holy. And, um, you know, I have been tasked to read to read some books. Um, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll read that book and then I'll read that book. And um, I think you know that something big is soon to pass. Um, and that will make the changes that are apparent happen very much quicker, very mm-hmm. much quicker. And sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think, oh, I'm really scared. And I think, oh, no, I'm not really. That's just a word. I don't actually feel it with inside me when I connect with my intuition, with my heart space, with my light. I think, oh, actually not, because I've been trained to do this my whole life. Being here is part of what the new version of the old version is. Because as I said to you in the beginning, to build something new, something has to be destroyed. And that is that is really big and I think a lot of people have been given lots of opportunities to make decisions based on what is going to happen moving forward and they haven't and that's what scares me not what's going to happen but what because people are not making choices based on them as human beings but as in beings being close to other humans which is a different kind of thing totally agree totally totally agree yeah absolutely it's big but it's like, look, you know, today, like last night, I made a lovely fish pie, and today I'm in the office all day today, and I love that part of my life. And then it's raining here, as you can see. I've got, well, as you can see, I've got all like scaffolding around my house. But I'll spend the afternoon in my garden, just talking to my bits and pieces. And and that is a what I love is to be able to go upstairs to my bedroom and know that I have had a very productive day in all realms of who I am, because that makes me. Um, conducive to doing the job that I do in the linear world and in the spirit and the light world. And that's enough. That's enough for me and for Eden for us to know that we are conducting ourselves appropriately for what is 
meant to be and what is meant to come. And for that, for that, love me. Oh, like, I just love me for that. And that's enough. Thank you, sister. Thank you. Thank you.